Get out your Nordstrom card, Keith. It could be the fire sale of the year. Odyssey's in bankruptcy. What's going to happen? And we would like to announce that coming to a TV near you soon, Keith, audio. And more stations succumb to the tough market out there. We'll be talking about this and maybe even a couple of other things. Good morning. We're back with another episode of Media Insultant. Our opinions and comments and ideas in Seattle. I'm Jackson Dell Weaver. And in sunny Southern California, although I hear it's been raining lately, it's my co-host and good friend, Keith Samuels. Media Insultant is a service of in-town media, so we welcome you to the Wednesday, January 24th episode of Media Insultant. Hey, Keith, before we jump into today's show, we need to send out a little note of congratulations for our old friend Lisa Decker, who has been successfully running the Alpha Cluster in Portland for many years. She is retiring. Good for her. And at the same time, another friend of the show, Robert Dove, who was many uh, decades, literally, with iHeart and its predecessors, has taken her role. So congratulations to both of them. In particular, we wish Dove the best. It's it's a tough year to be GM in any market, and he's jumping in with a good group. Alpha is a well-run group, so I think he'll do great, but we wanted to tap, tip our hats figuratively well, yes. to both of them today. Yes, and you're you're a good friend with with uh, with with Dove, and uh, I've never met him, but uh, he's returning back to Portland, which is which is good for him, and back to the business because he's he's been out of it for a, what a year or two, so good for him. Uh, Lisa has had a, a a really really solid career, primarily in the Northwest, uh, both in Portland and in and in Seattle. I first met Lisa back in 1982. When I was moving from uh, Los Angeles up to Seattle, or not moving, I was looking for a job in Seattle, and I was getting networked into a bunch of local managers at the time in, in Seattle uh, by, uh, by the Eastman rep in Seattle, the guy that ran the Eastman office, which was a one-person office in Seattle, the rep, Eastman rep firm, Bruce Pollock. In fact, Bruce I was Pollock, staying... Yeah. Yeah, I was staying at Bruce's house. You know, he was introducing me to Jim McGovern and some other people up in the market. And uh, he sent Lisa to SeaTac to meet me, you know, pick me up and bring me into the city. And so I met her at the gate in uh, at SeaTac, flying in from, from L.A., and she was Bruce's assistant at Eastman. And that launched her career. She went on to, you know, be the general sales manager and, and GM at, uh, at, uh, at KMPS when it was owned by CBS and... And then she ended up back in Portland. Uh, you know, so, so congratulations, Lisa, on a great career. We've known each other a long time, and uh, this is well-deserved. And uh, if, anybody just, if anybody contributed to the success of a bunch of radio stations in, in Seattle and Portland, it was Lisa Decker, and uh, good for her. Now, the other side of this story, too, I mentioned Bruce Pollock, who Lisa worked for. Bruce has been running the bi-coastal stations down in uh, Centralia, Chehalis area, Longview, Kelso. Uh, Longview. Longview, Kelso, yeah. yeah. Right. And Bruce and I go way back to when he was at Eastman in San Francisco uh, back in the late 70s. Anyway, Bruce is retiring, too. He's been running those stations, so he announced his retirement. So I guess, we, you know, we're... We got friends that are aging out of the of the business, Jackson, and I'm sorry to see these good people go because Bruce is one of the all time great guys, Lisa, one of the all time great women in the business, and radio is going to miss both of them. Couldn't agree with you more. 
Couldn't agree with you more. So nice tribute, Keith. Thank you. And I take it that when she picked you up back in 1982, she was an assistant. She was not a sales right. manager or GM then. Yeah. Yeah, that was when way. you had assistants and you could send them to do things like go pick up my friend at the airport. Like, <laughs> 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 oh, those were the days. Well, also, uh, Keith, let's uh, roll on here on the radio side of business. You know, the hits just keep coming. It's it's amazing after the bankruptcies of so many major players. You know, we've got Cumulus, iHeart, Alpha, and some smaller groups. The second largest group in the country, Odyssey, has filed for bankruptcy protection. Everybody knows that. We've been talking about it for weeks. And some people have been talking about it for a year, knowing it was coming. (laughs) So we can't add anything that hasn't already been rehashed is really, truly the deal. But we do think it's one of the best groups in the country. And we thought it'd be kind of fun today on the show to just kind of speculate wildly. If they choose to divest of some stations, who would buy them or... Who could be coaxed into the buyer's line? So, what's your thought? You want to let's 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 start first of all. Let's assume that the new board comes in and of the strategies, what they want to do is they want to sell some or all of the stations. Let's take a look at what might be available and who might buy them. And let's keep in mind, I'm telling you, you know, you go over a list of the stations they've got, the markets they're in, the clusters they've got. It's a great group. It really is. L.A., New York, Philadelphia, Boston, Portland, Seattle. I mean, the list goes on and on. Mm -hmm. And uh, the buyers, well, the usual list of suspects are kind of, uh, they're they're staying busy keeping their head above water. You know, know, Beasley or Urban One or Cumulus, Hubbard, any of them. They're all, you know, they're all treading water at best. So, What's your thought? Who who do you think is let, – let's take a rundown. And who do you think would be the first that might buy some of the stations that Odyssey might have to spin off? Jeff Warshaw, the Wizard of Westport? Uh, maybe. <laughs> but but here's here, – let's, let's, let's step back from that uh, conversation just briefly because uh, I think anybody that comes in to run it – because it's, it's clear that the new board – which is, is going to far outnumber any control of the company that David Field will still have as as chairman and CEO. Uh, and, and, and the speculation is that they'll name a new CEO to run the company. Now, they have, they've retained Susan Larkin, who's the COO, and they've given her a 300000 retention bonus, and they're retaining a couple of other key executives uh, with similar level bonuses that if you leave the company on your own, you have to pay back. So, you know, they're going to try to, you know, who's going to pay back 300 grand? I don't think Susan's going to do that. But, uh, but I think whoever that new CEO is going to be, um, and that's, you know, Jerry Del Caliano's picking, you know, he's pushing for Dan Mason. I'm pushing for Clancy Woods. Uh, there's a handful of other guys out there, including Jackson Weaver, who could do this job. But, but they're going to come in and they're going to, I think they're going to apply the Pareto principle, okay, the old 80-20 rule. I think they're going to come in and say, okay, what markets... Let's add them all up. What markets represent 80% of our revenues? Okay. And what 20% of our markets, what other markets represent 20% of our revenue? And I think that list that you just read off of all those supermarkets that they've got, and they've got good clusters in New York and LA and Chicago and, and mm-hmm. Pittsburgh and you know and Philadelphia and Boston. You know, you've got you've got some really good markets. It's an easy calculation to do, and you isolate. We've got to keep these markets in order to maintain the level of free cash flow that these that our company's throwing out. 
or throwing off and, uh, and, and pay off the lenders, pay off these guys that have now uh, taken ownership of the company, give them some money back. Okay, The other, the 20%, Let's find a way to let's find some buyers, and I think those are the kinds of markets, Jackson, where there might be some buyers. You know, where Saga picks up Gainesville, Ocala, or uh, uh, you know somebody picks up uh, you know stations in uh, you know Wichita or you know Providence or uh, you know Chattanooga or even Las Vegas. You know where it's a struggle against Beasley and all that. So I I, I think that I think you're probably better suited to answer that question. Who do you think is going to pick up? Some of those smaller markets that, you, that 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 might not be as necessary to keep. Don't know about being better suited. I think uh, my speculation is uh, as good as anybody's, but or as bad <laughs> as anybody's. I mean, right now, the only group out there with any substantial cash is Saga. But Saga is very conservative. They hold their power. You mentioned a couple of markets they might like. You know, they like college towns. They like capital cities. They like smaller markets. Their largest market's Milwaukee, which is 25 or 26. So you're not going to see them interested, I wouldn't think, in the major markets. But as you said, their Odyssey's not going to sell those markets. Yeah. But, you know, Gainesville, perfect. Uh, Madison, Wisconsin could be perfect. Um, yeah. But I think the other thing is, is they're going to sell it. If they buy, they're going to buy in the three to five times broadcast cash flow range. I just think that I just think Odyssey's going to say, "Let's get these things off the books and sell them for what we can sell them for." Well, what about, you thought, what about Phoenix? Yeah, yeah because tell, tell me your opinion on Phoenix. Bonneville has a very small cluster of stations there. I think it's one what one FM and a couple of AMs. Uh, I think no, they got an AM and two FMs. AM and two FMs, you know, not enough to go up against iHeart across town. Uh, I'd pick up the, I try to go after that Odyssey cluster, formerly the CBS cluster. Bonneville, I would think, would be able to and want to boost their coverage in that market, and and this is a once in a lifetime opportunity to, to you know to do that. Yeah, I think um, the three Odyssey FMs are a perfect complement to what. Uh, what Bonneville's got, and unlike the rest of the business, Bonneville has no problem with capital. They uh, they have a great source of capital in uh, the Mormon Church, <laughs> and you know the truth is is that why it would be advantageous for them is it would maximize the value of what they've already got in the market, and they could probably get Phoenix for a pretty good price. So I think you're right. I think Bonneville could be a buyer. You mentioned and joked about Jeff Warshaw. Do you think there's any possibility he's going to come in with three hundred to five hundred million dollars by the debt and take over the entire company? Is that possible? I, I guess it could be possible. I think that those properties that he'd want uh, are are going to be more expensive. It's not going to be like picking up a you know Madison, Wisconsin, or Gainesville, Florida at three to five times. It, it, those if he wants the bigger markets, it's going to be a little bit pricier. But you know you could pick you could put together a pretty good group uh, out of you know out of the you know the Providences and the Las Vegases and the you know the uh, Greenvilles and the Norfolks you know and uh, and and you know the, and these and most of these markets are pretty well managed you know, I th- right I think right. You're, you're pick, that is you're true picking up, you're picking up not only good stations that are probably profitable course but uh but you're picking up good people you know so i i think uh you, you know i think i think there's a way to, to to nibble around the edges of of odyssey 
and 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 really create some um, a pretty good group. All right, let's. Uh, you 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 know Cox better than than I do, uh, though I've worked for them and. You've done more, quite a bit more work for them than I have. So give me your thoughts. Is is Cox a buyer? No, I think Cox is a seller. You know, yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah I, I don't think Apollo um, is, is all that enamored with their television purchase of the Cox stations and then their subsequent purchase of the radio group for half a billion dollars. So, you know, they just sold what, a couple of stations in Houston, a couple of three stations in Houston for $21 million, whatever it was. Uh, so you know, yeah, I think twenty six something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think I think I think they're more a seller. I don't see I don't see Apollo pumping in more money to grow their group. Okay, and we can't forget the biggest buyer group right now out there is religious broadcasters. Now EMF is pretty full. I can't see them doing anything but maybe some fill ins or some upgrades. I, I you know I didn't dig into their match their facilities but there are other religious broadcasters that are kind of popping up out of the woodwork you know vcy has been very successful in buying some good markets so it's possible that uh, we'll see some religious broadcasters picking these stations up and candidly you know the the things i've heard is that uh, emf is is offering less than a dollar per pop for fm signals and that's about half of what they were buying stations for a couple of years ago, where they'd, they'd buy them for a dollar fifty, dollar seventy-five per pop. And they're under a dollar now, and they're 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 getting stations. That's my point. Yeah. They're getting yeah. stations. Yeah. So it is possible that you'll see EMF do some fill-in on some of these stations. Uh, I just I just don't know which ones. Well, and that's if that's if uh, Odyssey was was willing to break up some of these clusters. You know, because I don't think EMF goes in and buys a cluster. They go in and buy a station, or VCY goes in and buy a station or two at the most. Uh, you know, we'll have to see. But that's uh, a great observation. Yeah, that that may take them off the plate. Yeah, yeah, that, that's yeah. a good point. That's a good point. Keith, on the TV side of things, we've been waiting, waiting with great anticipation. I mean, just waiting with our underwear and knots as to what's going to make next gen TV a must-have. I mean, something that's going to translate all that data that they talk about all the time into cash cows for these TV stations. You know, they, I've heard predictions that uh, in 2030, television will garner $10 billion in data transfer fees. So, but as long as we've been looking at NextGen, which has been for years now, as near as we can tell, the, the best I can they can come up with is uh, a reason to have next-gen TV is to be able to watch TV in your car at 70 miles an hour. So what's this new killer app? This beginning of billions in new cash for the beleaguered linear TV business. What's the new app? Keep your expectations down, Keith. You know, you put your seatbelt on because right now Sinclair has signed a deal with Roxy Music out of the U.K. that will feed multiple audio services to the Sinclair TV stations and if you have a next-gen TV receiver with next-gen capability, it'll be just like radio. Radio. Oh, my gosh. Brilliant. Radio. Brilliant. Yeah, because, you just know. Just like radio. Because I guess the, what is it, the 500 music channels I get from Spectrum TV here in L.A., my cable pro- provider, isn't enough. Then i got to flip over to, G- to my next-gen uh, antenna and uh, and get even more music that I can't get out of my phone and my Apple Music and my Pandora <laughs> and my Sirius and my Spotify. 
they're going to get in the radio business. Didn't yeah, Amazon just do that with their uh, with their with their radio service too? I mean, everybody wants to do radio with now. Isn't that great? Yeah. Oh, fun. <laughs> well, the guy whose name is Rob Lewis is the CEO, and he called it a true revolution in TV. And why? Well, because viewers will be able to pause, play, and skip audio on broadcast TV for the first time. Okay, Rob, we're going to have to take your word for it. Okay. You know, it sounds revolutionary to me. How about you? Well, I, hey, it's so revolutionary. I can go right in the, into my den next door here and, and, and do the same thing on my Spectrum remote, you know, or my Roku remote. I mean, it's like, oh, but they want to be able to do it for people that have cut the cord and put the antenna on their attached to their TV and they get next gen. Okay, I got it. Right. I'm baffled. Actually, the the interesting there is an idea there. If I've got a local radio station, I'm going to go to the local ATSC TV and the other stations that are compatible and um I'm going to make a deal with them that I'll feed my audio to their next gen audio bandwidth. That at least makes some sense, wouldn't you think? Well, yeah, but why didn't they, why didn't they do a deal with iHeart, you know, or with you know the Odyssey app or the iHeart app or you know uh, Spotify or Pandora, you know? I, there's there's you know to go out of left field to pick a music service oh. out of the UK out of the UK to do this when uh, you could have had some pretty cool partnerships. Yeah, I think the other thing is is okay, great. Where's the revenue? <laughs> you know, there's no money in this, so. Anyway, speaking of no money and struggling with uh, that, Town Square is, uh, boy, man, they shut down three uh, and now four FM stations here this last week. And, you know, three of them were on the uh, New York-Pennsylvania line, which, you know, is a not exactly a bright spot. They also shut down a couple of AM stations in addition to the, the FM stations. And these FM stations are rim shots for Binghamton which is, you know, a beleaguered market at best. And they also shut down a couple of stations, one station in Trenton, New Jersey, and one station in Flint. And this is indicative. You know, you look at these stations, they all are obviously AM stations. They all have three towers. And three towers take up a lot of room. They take a lot of maintenance. And most of the towers are probably at the end of their life cycle. So, you know, who wants to put hundreds of thousands of dollars into new towers on acres of land that could be used for something else for nothing, you know, for an AM station? And then on top of all of that, just this last week, they also shut down, this time, a full-power FM serving Washington's Tri-Cities. And that's out in eastern Washington. Uh, The station was actually held in a divestiture trust after Town Square purchased Cherry Creek. Remember that? You're supposed uh, to say, yes, I remember that, Jackson. I I remember that, Jackson. I remember that very well when they were over the limit in the Tri-Cities, among other markets, where they put these station in trust or a couple stations in trust. But to just shut it down, to just take it dark, turn it off, you know, it tells you that... uh, a, we're not making any money on it. We're, we're, in fact, we're losing a lot of money on it. And B, for us to make it better, it's going to take money to promote it and staff it. And it's probably just, you know what? It's just going to add another competitor. Uh, you know, we now own the license. Let's just shut it down. And just, you know, that way, that way there's fewer stations in the market. We could probably get better rates. No one's going to miss it. 
and um, because probably no one was listening. So uh, we'll just hang it up. But you'd think that just just to be able to promote all your digital services and other, you know, just just have another place to put spots, you I, I would think would be a better alternative. But apparently not. Yeah, I I, I think I don't disagree with you a little on that. I think that uh, I think it's a good move for Town Square because. You know, it's it's amazing how expensive these things are to run, particularly if you don't have much revenue. You got to pay for power, which is substantial on a full power station like that. Music license fees, FCC fees. You got to have some staffing on it. You know, by the time you're done, I mean, I think the fact that it was in a divestiture may have influenced their decision too, because if they get it too strong and somebody else comes along and buys it, they've you know they've invested money in their own competition to your yeah. point and yeah. i think that i think they're just going to hope that it goes away they they'd love to sell these stations but i'd like to be 35 again too so i i don't see them <laughs> selling much of anything they are um they at at best you know they're going to just keep them silent and as you said and i think you're right i think it benefits the market yeah it's a boat anchor on the operation that's there they can save a lot of money you know, by not having to, to mess with the FCC and mess with the power company and mess with the music rights companies, let's just let's you know, hey, it's just a it's just a money pit. So let's just bulldoze it, fill in the hole, and uh, and, yep. and let the other stations thrive. Yep. Well, next week when we do media insultant, uh, I think at a real interesting point of topic will be a Town Square paying a half a million dollar consent fine. Uh, for a, a couple of series of whoops, but we've got some ideas on that, and that's a huge find. So let's talk about that next week, as long as we've got Town Square up on the uh, on the ironing board here. <laughs> you got it, okay, buddy. But that's going to do it for this week, Keith. Uh, just <laughs> always a pleasure to see you, and and I do hope I can be thirty five by the next time we roll this around. Probably not very likely, but we'll, no, we'll you're, see. Well, you're, your heart's back to thirty five. Your, your heart's your heart. You got the heart of a twenty year old now. You're like uh, you got you got you're back on warranty again. Well, a new heart and all. Media Insultant is a production of In Town Media. We do interim contract management for radio stations, and you can find this podcast anywhere you want on all the podcasting platforms. We drop a new show each Wednesday, so we invite you to join us each Wednesday. Keith, uh, all I can say is uh, we're going to do this again next week. It's an awful lot of fun. Look forward to seeing you next Wednesday. You have a good week, my friend. Thank you. Thank you very much, Jackson. And uh, and a good, and again, best wishes to Lisa Decker and uh, Robert Dove and Bruce Pollock, as we say. Adios. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>